This is the Tournament Talk Podcast, where your hosts, Tyler Childs and Sean Sinclair, are on a mission to help you make sense of the tournament world, save you time and money by helping you make all the right decisions to streamline and maximize your tournament business, team, club, or lifestyle. Let's get down and start winning at everything. Welcome to another episode of Tournament Talk. It's Tyler Childs here with Sean Sinclair. Uh, we are diving into a really fun topic today about building community within your business or organization. And this is one that I think has a real place in the world of sports. Sport as a whole is such a social driver. Uh, it, it's such an important piece of the puzzle to build that community around it. Sean, say hi to the listeners. Hello, everyone. Very excited for today. Very excited. Yeah. This is a great episode. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is a fun topic. I mean, for sure. I think you and I are at the point in our sports career where we still love to go out and play. Mm-hmm. Maybe less about the running around at this point. Yeah. And yeah. more about kind of the camaraderie and the group of people we're playing with and that sort of thing. So it's kind of a fun experience that way for us to talk about what we've learned from our journey of competitive all the way through to, you know, this recreational tier that I think we we play in but maybe our minds aren't quite recreational just yet yeah yeah kind of on, on the ledge there right i still think i can maybe hang with some of the better people but i my body cannot right? well yeah, yeah listen yeah. to you the guy ripping off 30 stolen bases a week yeah oh my body oh i'm so slow yeah no not feeling well i imagine if i had to like actually go to practice a couple times a week bp i think the first time we did P- bp last season my Core was wrecked for days, right? So, you know, it's a little tougher if you actually have to practice a lot more in multiple games a week. I'm good with one a week. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that yep, one. Yep. Uh, it leaves a little bit time for us to pay attention to the golf game and other things so, as yeah, well, too, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, let's get into it today. I mean, I think first thing, what is a community? What does that even mean? I think a lot of people have kind of a misunderstanding of what community means. And I think also because it's the word community, it has a very couple of variations. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Community in terms of sales and marketing and events is, is really the idea of what your agenda stands for, right? Whether you're uh, a business or whether you're a, an association or whether you're just a group of like-minded individuals. There's a varying range of uses for a community, uh, and I think it's it's a huge opportunity to build loyalty. And I think it goes hand in hand with branding. Mm-hmm. And you know, branding gets is the buzzword; it gets all the attention. But any good branding expert will tell you that any good brand <laughs> is about community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, what do you think in in your mind? What's the most prevalent community that that comes to mind when you start thinking about that product? Uh, you know, I, I just think it's going to be something like a Facebook group, right? Something where there's a lot of like people who you know you maybe don't get that initial exposure to you know, in your hometown, potentially, you know, there might be a couple of event producers, maybe it's a mid-sized town, you're the only one, right? So there's not a, a ton of, you know, people to maybe bounce ideas off of. But now, I mean, technology is amazing, right? And we can kind of connect from people all over the world, across the country, whatever that looks like, and really start to kind of find some more people who are, you know, uh, in your niche and, you know, who value and are, you know, attracted to similar things and ideals and, and goals and things like that. Well, and I think if you think of it from a product scenario too, there's there's hundreds of thousands of solopreneurs and small businesses 
coaching businesses that have been built around these communities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they call them sales funnels. Yeah. And, and that's where they, in a lot of cases, make their money by advertising their ability to generate a sales funnel. And it all starts with the community that they're building around that funnel. And so I think that's what is a really interesting concept to talk about. I mean, whether you're talking about boss moms or, you know, uh, digital marketers or whatever, it really doesn't matter at all. It's all the same lesson at the end of the day. Yeah. Do right? a couple of Google searches based in and around your product, your whatever. And now you'll, you'll see those Facebook ads pop up and everyone's got a, a coach ready for you. Fastest way to find yourself in a funnel, type in six figures into yeah, Google yeah. and just watch <laughs> what true, happens. Yeah. yeah, right? Like yeah. there's the buzzword of all buzzwords oh, yeah, is six yeah. figures, right? Yep. So, you know, ultimately that's one of those things that it, it, that's kind of the commercialized version of mm -hmm. community. Yeah. Right. And I think it's important to understand how that's relevant because although it is commercialized, there's also a ton of value in those businesses because, you know, the reality is some of them are fake it till they make it types. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. There's other real thought leaders that have used these models to succeed. And, you know, again, they've taught a lot of people along the way using a, a sporting reference to kind of connect the gap. Think of those funnels as a bit of a coaching tree, mm -hmm. right? Like you look at the Belichick coaching tree in the NFL right now, like there's what, eight of them out yeah, there right yeah. now. Um, that's what we're talking about. These funnels are, they're, they're coaching people, they're passing along information. And that's what, a community is really targeted is how do you make the group a stronger community? And, you know, it's, it's about sharing knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, do you have a favorite brand that you're in a community of that you really hang your hat on? I, I know mine. Um, who that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun one. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one that I always just kind of come back to and I, I probably don't, you know, interact with it and, you know, as much as I should, but it's this, uh, you know, dad's group, right? And it's not a local one. This is for like, you know, dad entrepreneurs. Um, but it's just, just a lot of great ideas and a lot of it doesn't even necessarily have to do with, um, you know, the actual business, right? It's like, how are you managing business and family life? And I just think that's, you know, really cool. And being able to just kind of, you know, put that out there and adjust, right? So that you can focus on whatever you want to do, right? So we have, there's online people in there. There's, you know, people who are doing, you know, local shops and mom and pop shops and things like that. But, you know, everyone's going at it, you know, uh, not alone, but like with this group online, but, you know, we're all in the same boat and that we're dads and trying to be good dads and, you know, good business people as well. Yeah. And, that, and that's exactly what it is, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's sharing ideas. Yeah. Right. So you get in there and they're in the same position, like, crap, I got to drop the kids off at school and I got to go work and I got to pick them up. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep, and then yep. like, what about me? Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like that's, that's a real conversation that it's, it's a good thing to know other people are in that role and how they're dealing with it. Cause I mean, it's like anything else. I always look at books or, or videos or whatever. If I learn one thing further ahead and that if you're in a community, you're going to learn that one thing from everybody. Yeah. And that's yeah. the beauty of it and, and get in there and participate. I think there's so many people that sit silently for in sure. some of those yeah. communities, right? Um, I, I love to get involved in Twitter mm -hmm. uh, yep. chats, like the hashtag chats that happen. Those are one of my favorite things because um, you get people that are active, especially on Twitter, right? Like it's different in Facebook. People show up and they watch. There's a lot more watching yeah. on yeah, some of those Yeah, for sure. Platforms. I definitely watch a lot more uh, on Facebook. But yeah. in Twitter, like you have to, like there, you have to do some work, mm -hmm. right? Yep. To follow yep. along, you got to search the hashtag, you got to update all the time and try to stay involved. If not, it, you're it's not relevant for you and you can't, 
track it. And I'm actually kind of surprised now that I say it out loud that somebody hasn't built a platform to track those conversations. Yeah. Seems logical. If you've heard of one, hit us up. Yeah. Tweet I, us yeah. and let us know which one you're using. Yeah, absolutely. You can get Sean <laughs> at sport Sean and me at Tourney Boss on yeah. all platforms. So uh, engage with us, right? You know, mm. it's something I've been building a community of my own under the Tourney, Bra- Tourney Boss branding. Um, and really, it, it's about a couple different things. It's about doing business the right way. It's about the social enterprise piece of the tournament industry that is definitely overlooked. Um, I think a lot of people underappreciate the social piece of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure, they they feel like we're not contributing um, <laughs> when you know basically half of our revenue goes right back into grassroots sports. So yeah, yeah. Um, for you know, another day, we'll get into that yeah again. exactly. That's a, that's a fun <laughs> one. If you want to see me get fired up, let me get into that one. Um, but you know, and then ultimately though, it's it's about improving the whole landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really what it's been building. So, you know, if you're not following me under the Tourney Boss brand across all platforms, get in there, follow, join our, our Facebook group. Uh, the Facebook group is really uh, a building block towards our, you know, think tank mastermind group where we're going to be really bringing the best and brightest into that community. Um, but we certainly want to hear from everybody, coaches, parents, everything along the way. And I think it's it's just such a great opportunity for us um, to bring together what we know, share it with others, and mm-hmm. then likewise have them bring knowledge into the community um, under the pretense that you want to do things the right way and not just to make a quick buck, which I think back a step is why partly some people feel the way they do about the tournament industry as a whole, mm-hmm. whether yeah, it's the, yeah. the organizer side, the coach side, or the hotel component, there's everyone's had a, a bad experience and it's, it's because nobody's having these inclusive, large scale, long-term conversations. Everybody's looking at where am I right now? Where am I going to be in five minutes and how much more money can I make in that five yeah, minutes? Yeah. And it's, it's the complete opposite way to think about the agenda that's at hand. So, um, keeping that in mind, you know, what do you see as an opportunity for parents and coaches to get involved in the community. What do they get out of a community experience and what should they be looking for in any given community? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just about what, how can we be a better coach? So if coaches and parents, I think are, are kind of different answers there. So a coach is, you know, we're always looking to improve our team, right? That, I mean, that's the goal. We want to win, but we want to develop the kids as well and, you know, make them good people and good athletes. So are there, you know, talking very specific, are there, you know, drills that I'm maybe not you know, doing with my team that can, you know, really help elevate that team. And so maybe I'm joining a, a coach's, you know, group and it's volleyball or hockey or whatever that looks like. Uh, but maybe there's now um, conversations within that or a different, maybe a more broad one to talk about, you know, coaching athletes to just be better people, right? And, you know, making sure that they're, you know, a good person, good students as well. And how do you reinforce that as a coach? Because that's coming from teachers and parents, but that gets pretty, uh, pretty tiresome right as a student or something and you know your mom's harping on your grades and your teacher is but now coaches and talking about how maybe you can't play at the next level if your grades aren't there yeah right so how can I as a coach you know deliver that message in an effective way and not just you know sound like I'm on repeat with the rest of them right yeah and and I think one of the things that I see on the coaching side from both coaching experience and from a day-to-day business operations one of the things I think is probably the most avoidable thing in the whole landscape 
is there's so many parents and coaches that let these things get pent up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they just go off one day yep. and it's any yep. given day. Like it could be a Tuesday, could be a Saturday night and they just, they just have to let it out. Mm-hmm. And so in these communities, like to your point with the dad group, like that's exactly the group to share it with because everyone understands your frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like picking on any business, whether it's someone on our team or whether it's a tournament or whether, you know, it's somebody that's selling bats going off on them, not going to solve your problem. It's just no, not. No, no. But, but in today's era of Costco and McDonald's making your problems go away, they just pay it to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like small, medium sized businesses is what you're talking about in the tournament landscape. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's yep. the group. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they're sympathetic for you. They understand that you're upset and they want to make things better, but you're not necessarily understanding that they're not a big box store. Yeah. And things are different, whether it be their assets available to them to help solve some of these issues or whether it's just something they can't solve because it wasn't their fault. Those things happen. But if you think you're the only person that it's happened to, A, you're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. That's the real reality is it probably happened to somebody else somewhere. And B, you're taking it out on the wrong person because they want to help you. Mm-hmm. They want mm-hmm. you to come back as a customer. But if their first real touch point with you as a consumer is what the hell, then, you know, you're not exactly in their good books. So why you're not motivating them to solve your problem, one. And then two, you know, it's just misplaced. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, if you're part of some type of community now as a parent and maybe that's your first vent, you're like, oh, my God, this hotel provider and this tournament did this and this. And I can't believe they're charging us gate fees. And, you know, then all of a sudden you're going to maybe get some comments and get some discussion going. And maybe there's someone who's like, well, we paid the gate fees for X, Y, Z. And like, oh, that happened to me. This is what happened. Did your parents do that too? There are, you know, the other parents on the team. Like, oh, okay, and then you just calm down a little bit. Maybe just start to see it from different sides. And then, if you now need to come back to whoever it is, the yeah. the tournament director, you're probably a little bit more calm. You know, asking some more appropriate questions instead of just going off. Well, that's it, right? And I think that's what community is today. Is is really those people that can talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's call it real talk, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Like, hey guys, listen. Like, we're all in the same boat. That's how you fix it, right? Like, do this instead. And everyone's like, oh, okay, great, good idea. Appreciate that random guy from this XYZ place, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but the, the one thing that I I harp on a little bit when I when I get an, any ear that's willing to listen on this topic, um, when it comes to community, the thing that that I dislike a lot and that I push for everywhere is like if you're gonna be a community, be a community for good. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, let's take a look at some of the things that have happened in the news over the last six months and then read through the chains. There is some ridiculous comments in that community. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't matter what the topic is. Right. There's just some crazy ones. And there's been some really interesting sports one come out in the last couple of weeks between Don Cherry and, you know, the NHL coaching backlash that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the reality is. Those coach, those communities, sorry, are, are just not helping, right? Like, you know, yeah, I, I, I look at the Don Cherry incident, it's a great example, right? I mean, he, whether he misspoke or had intent or whatever, doesn't matter. No. But I mean, people like, I stand with this, I stand with that. Like, hello, 
Like you're picking a side, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like yeah. how are you better? Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Like yeah. you're you're condemning somebody for taking a side, and then you're taking and then a you side. Pick a side too, yeah. I, right. Yeah, so like that's the thing that every community needs to have though is a moral compass, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we all have to agree, and it doesn't mean everything has to be sunshine and rainbows because it's just not. No. But you have to have a compass inside of that community to guide you, and it's usually guided by a brand. Mm-hmm. Or by an objective, right? And that's really kind of the cores to it. And so that's that's the the takeaway for me is is you know what can you do in a community that's worth being a part of it? Mm-hmm. And everyone has a different answer to that question, and that's a hundred percent okay. But join ours and get into our community, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, quick plug. But <laughs> um, you know, that said, you what do you think the hardest part of joining community is? Is it that first? Hi, I'm Steve. Uh, I think it depends on, you know, how you're joining and what type of community, right? So if we're talking like an in-person type thing and maybe it's, uh, you know, you know, coming back to dads here, there's a local, you know, dad club here in our hometown and they have different events and, you know, sure, that could be intimidating for sure just to come in and introduce yourself to a bunch of strangers. Um, but I think if we're looking at something a little bit more online is putting your opinion or your thoughts out there and just getting torn to shreds because people on the internet love to do that yeah right i think you know and it doesn't happen to me a ton uh, but when it does I'm like well what am i you know participating in this for right like i've you know thought about this response i saw it on my phone and then i had some lunch and then i typed it up so i like i thought it through and then someone just goes off on a tangent or just completely disagrees for silly reasons you're like well i thought that was well thought out we could have had a discussion but i'm done now Right. Yeah. I'm not going to banter back and forth with you like this is, you know, it's Internet arguing. It's just silly. Keyboard right? warriors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, now that, you know, it could have been a great conversation for who knows, you know, hundreds of other people watching, but it just kind of died with one silly comment. Yeah. That just made me think of a really funny T-shirt <laughs> idea though, with with the, the voice activated stuff coming into society, like voice to text warrior. Yeah. Like, a, like that's the next, <laughs> yeah. the next one. Right. So, um, you know, it's a great segue, though, into what I think is is an important piece of our conversation today, which is how do you build a community? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone can start a Facebook page. Cool. Great. Uh, Steve's community submit. (laughs) Steve's really popular today, by the way. Um, But, you know, diving into that topic, like first and foremost, like to your point about um, getting attacked in in a given community, whoever is responsible for starting this community is responsible for policing it as well. For sure. Right? So step one of a community, pick a name, right? And or an agenda. Those can Mm -hmm. go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Sometimes one leads to the other. Um, But ultimately understand what the agenda of that given community is. It could be to sell a product, right? It could be to, you know, forward a conversation. Uh, It could be to raise money. Uh, It could be anything, right? Mm -hmm. So understand what that is and find a way to talk about that in the description right? Communicate what it is. Um, the next step is find a platform. Where are you going to host that community? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, for me, Facebook's doing a really good job right now of setting up that pipeline. Um, paid gates, unpaid gates. Uh, there's a ton of different things that they're doing around community. One of the things that I really like that they've done, you can now tag your top fans. You can now assign a lot of different tiers of people as moderators and other Mm -hmm. supporters within the community, that's a huge piece of that puzzle, right? Because one person managing a growing community 
is really hard. Yeah, you start to get some traction, and now all you're doing is approving and deleting posts and removing them, warning people. Like, uh, that sounds well, like a nightmare, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and if you're actually using that to sell a product, how do you have time to do that mm-hmm. if you're policing the community, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, rely on some people. And, and really, it, it comes from uh, the next step, which we'll talk about in a minute, about how you get to that point. But, you know, understand that there's a hundred different ways that you can, you know, create a community could be live chats on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. You can do live anything. It could be a text format. There's some Mm -hmm. really good uh, text forums out there that you can run a live community and it just tracks the chat. Twitter's really easy and free. Mm -hmm. If you grab a good hashtag and you have some organization, it's a great way to get things to go viral and add people to your community without having to pay to get them integrated into your uh, your group, but you have to have a hierarchy of followers in order to really benefit from that. Yeah. Cause like, if you got a hundred followers and like, Hey guys, I'm having a Twitter chat. Odds are yeah. nobody's coming to your hashtag. Yeah. You and your own cousin. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. Steve. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Steve is the man. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, ultimately that decide the platform. So step one, pick an idea and agenda with a name. Uh, step two, pick a platform. Okay. And I would say probably piggybacking on that, pick one that you're comfortable with to start, yeah. right? You know, if you've never used Twitter, don't go all in and, you know, just try and create that community right away. Like get on there and play around with it. Jump in conversations, talk about, you know, the NBA or NHL or, you know, get all fired up about Don Cherry. Who knows, right? But yeah. just start to become a little bit more familiar with, you know, the features and how it works and how people talk and all that. And then you can go from there. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, if you're, if you're really comfortable on on Instagram, like hammer it, mm-hmm, like yeah. get after it. Um, if you're really, I mean, kind of side note, pro tip: if you're just starting into social and you're trying to build a community, trying to get one built on TikTok right now is a great idea. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, really uncapped landscape right now. Um, tons of growth for that platform, um, and I think we'll continue to see it grow. So that that would be an interesting one. Um, and and what that would mean though is you have to get creative in mm-hmm. terms of yeah. how you're building that community because unlike a lot of the other platforms who have established their product and and understand their niche in the market and and how they really provide that community, TikTok is still very driven by their algorithm and it's really tricky to get onto the scene and create a community. You almost have to build a community by grabbing attention and then funnel it to the direction but yeah but it it is you know organically the easiest one to attract right now Mm -hmm. whereas the other ones you're still going to spend some money yeah so understand that um but i i guess the the next step is okay you've set a platform you've decided on it what next what's your first step um and for me that's really just getting out there and having some evergreen items that that you can give to people in your community to share and attract new people into it right so whether that be just generalized content um, or, or whether you're trying to create free, you know, webinars and video chats to start dragging people in to discuss certain items, that's another way to do it. But eventually both of those ideas require you probably on the major platforms to pay to get people. in. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to spend some money at some point. I mean, you know, for a while, definitely you can put out some content and, you know, start to, you know, just share your ideas, right? If you have something you want to get out there and something you want to build, like just start talking about it and inviting people or, you know, tagging them, however, you know, whatever platform you're using. And I think, but I think it also has to come from like a good place, right? And, And, you know, if you're looking at, 
you know, all these, uh, you know, communities on what it is, Facebook or Twitter or something. And I think very early on, you can start to spot some ones that are in it to make money and then who are legitimately trying to build a community. And they could be getting paid a lot of money, yeah. which is great. And everyone should be paid for, you know, their, their time and effort type thing. But, you know, the ones who, you know, generally care about that community and give back, whether you buy something or not, I think are the ones that succeed the most. Yeah, I agree. And, and understand what the platform's designed for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like LinkedIn's a great example of a B2B platform, mm-hmm. right? It's very much, uh, you know, for private business to private business in a lot of cases. Uh, there is some other public scenarios that certainly fit, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's a great place if you're for us, like, for example, if we're trying to build our and grow our community in the hotel segment, that's the platform for that conversation. Yeah. Right. Like if yep. you're, if you're going on to Twitter or Instagram and expecting to attract hoteliers into a conversation, like it's not going to happen. Probably not. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. not going to happen. Whereas yeah. LinkedIn's a lot more affluent with that group. Um, it's, it's, you're going to find a lot more listeners there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and likewise, if you're trying to attract the consumer, um, that you've never crossed paths with before and you're trying to market them, LinkedIn's probably not the right platform for that. Yeah. So, you know, understand that. So, I mean, for me, if you, if you're a video content person, um, you need to be looking at probably three platforms. Twitter for me works, but it's not, I think the best for community with a video conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and, and Instagram are probably the three spots. IGTV is really still trying to find its place yeah, and slowly yeah. merging with Facebook watch. I think I, nobody really knows where those I, two I come know. together. I don't know, but I can say I have been watching a lot more IGTV mm-hmm. somehow, yeah. right? Whether it's on the explore or it just, it just happens, you know, yeah, I'm just cruising on there much. and I like it. Yeah. yeah. I think when it started to be, uh, you could add it to your feed. That kind of, I think, really took off for me because, you know, you're just scrolling through like, oh, I follow them. I follow them. Video starts playing. And there's like, oh, keep watching an IGTV. And you're like, yeah, OK. Yeah. Right. So I think that was a, a huge you know turning point for how much I've watched. But. And, and they're really smart about this one. Like they don't give you the ability to slide across the video until you get into the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you get engaged and then you can go back and go forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing that I dislike about that Ill, is that like there's so many of those like videos where it's like click to watch and then you get in there and it's like, Oh, go to our profile. And it's like, yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. You just yeah, kill yeah, me. Yeah. Unfollow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're going to bait me into it, like I'm not cool with that. Yeah. Like if you want to give me value. And so that's the next tier to it, right? Mm-hmm. You've picked a platform that fits your brand. Now you have to start at, you know, finding value with that community. Right. So if you're, if you're a video based community, you need to be producing regular content. And, and it has to be interactive. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing a lot of people miss on is they just start talking to people and or talking at them is maybe a better way to say that. Yep. Right. And and again, the same thing. Like if, if you're not giving us the chance to interact, is it really a community? Mm-hmm. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. You, or you is just, it just a pulpit? You know, yeah. Throwing messages at me and hopefully one of them sticks yep. and I want to follow you. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly it. And it's easier said than done because, I mean, it is time consuming. You got to put a lot of effort into it and you got to commit. Um, but those are the big things. So, so far we've got, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What's it, what's it called? Um, the platform. Um, and now we're into, you know, what, what the, um, the form of media, whether it's written or video. Right. Uh, and then, then we're moving into the value proposition. So again, the value proposition should be directly correlated to what your agenda is. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, it doesn't have to be exactly that. It's not, you know, we've read both read 
um, jab, 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 right hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. Great understanding of that right there. Concept simple. You don't want to hit them with a sales pitch every 30 seconds. Yeah. You want to just give them a little piece of the puzzle step by step. Then you hit them with the big sales pitch every so often. Once they've actually shown you they care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is exactly the opposite of what we just said about the IGTV, you know, bait. Yeah. Yeah. Into, yeah, yeah right. That. Like that's a, that's a hook mm-hmm, right off the mm-hmm. start. And I don't buy from those people. That's just my personal. No, no. I mean, it's obviously working for some because mm-hmm. there's enough of it out there that, you know, it's working for some, but are they long-term customers? Right. So if we're talking like an event producer and somehow, you know, you just hammer them with the right hook and you're like, you know, attend this, buy this, buy this package or this yeah. training package. Cool. Maybe they do it, right? Maybe you had some, you know, great video and you paid, you know, up the arm for it. But yeah. are they going to come back next year? Are they going to buy like the version two of your program? If, uh, you know, if it's like a yearly training program or something, probably not, yeah. right? If well, you haven't given that value. I had a really great conversation this afternoon with one of our uh, customers that I, I really respect the way they do things. And, you know, one of the things they had highlighted was like, we really focus on our schedule and we spend way more time on it than we should because we want them walking away appreciating the schedule that they had is, you know, as simple as, Hey, we know they're going to get jammed up on Sunday when the games start to combine and get a little closer when it comes to their venues. I don't want them driving more than five minutes if they got an hour away yeah, yeah. or an hour between games. Right. So, you know, understanding those gaps and in, in for the customer, that's, that's that appreciation and that value proposition. The same applies when you're talking community. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're understanding what, what they're after. Um, so that's one of the things, the best way to do that within a community is set guidelines, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We talked about it in past episodes when it comes to prepping as a, as a tournament director, uh, really great episode. Get back there and check that one out. Um, but at the end of the day, as the curator of your community, super relevant is that you have some sort of onboarding experience right? Step one could be as simple as introduce yourself, tell people where you're from, yeah. tag a friend, right? Like things like that. Mm-hmm. Rules like, Hey, if you are attacking people, you'll be removed. Yeah. Super yeah. relevant. Right. Yep. And however you want to keep it going. Yeah. And there's some really good templates out there. If you want to just copy and paste and kind of put your own flair into it. Uh, there's some really good ones out there. So dive in and take a look at it, but have rules at the beginning. Don't implement rules later. And be upset at those people because they yeah, didn't follow the yeah, rules that yeah. you didn't have. Right. So that's super important. And I think it's an important way to protect your community um, from those speech to text warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to have a catchier <laughs> way to say that. But uh, and, and I think it's okay to kind of evolve as well. Right. So I've been, you know, part of some of these, uh, like an online community where, you know, all of a sudden there's like this massive wipeout of people because, you know, things have just kind of gen or gradually shifted. And maybe it wasn't like one comment or one person. It was just kind of like the nature and the culture started to change. And as a, a group, the moderators or the board or whatever that looks like, they wanted to kind of refocus on their original intent, you know, put it out there. Here's some warnings, blah, 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 whatever that looked like for, for that group. And then all of a sudden you had like, 40% of the members gone. Yeah. Right. And, and that's cool. Right. If you need to readjust, I mean, it's, it's your community, your business, your, you know, goals and, you know, objectives. So that's fine to, yeah. to have to kind of pull back. Uh, if totally. It starts to get that big. Well, and, and it's, again, it's the same thing. Like you have to have an understanding, um, of, of how it all plays out and comes together. Um, 
and, and you'll learn, right? Yeah, Some of it yeah. will change to your point, right? Like the, the culture or society could shift around an idea, mm-hmm. right? And that's just the way it plays out. And there's, yeah, no, there's no real room around that. But, you know, setting those guidelines at least gives you the, the, the power to enforce them, mm-hmm. right? You can't enforce rules that don't exist. You can always change rules. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Always. You can yeah. always change them. So at the very least, at least have a couple things, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not comfortable extending the whole list that traditionally is out there, then don't, right? It's yeah. your community, mm-hmm. right? Yep. <laughs> but but yeah, have that in place. So you've done that. You've set rules. You started to deliver content. And from there, it's about providing value, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and you don't have to provide all of the value. You have to empower your community to provide value to themselves. But you have to stir it up. You have to make sure you're always curating new content to challenge them and to ask hard questions and to continue bringing new people into the fold. And that's the thing that I think most people fail with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, if we, we kind of bring this long conversation back into the tournament landscape and into teams and clubs, I think one of the things that, you know, a lot of tournaments do is they ask people to follow and then they just post photos and memes and all that stuff. And sure, there's some value to, the photos in their kids could be in there and the kids will get a kick out of it when the tournament posts them. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's, there's some value to that, but why stop there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Why can't you challenge the consumer to raise money for a good cause? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like why can't you support an organization that, you know, reached out and said, Hey, can we get a deal? We really can't afford this tournament, but we want to come mm-hmm. rally yeah. the group, rally the troops. There's lots of organizations that have tons of money. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And nobody's challenging them to use it for a good cause. Yeah. So that's those are some of the things that I think we're, we're at. But, you know, from the coach and the, the parent side, where do you see the biggest opportunity to help the conversation? I know we talked about it off pod where yeah. most of the parent communities and coach communities are, hey, how do, what's the best bat for my 12 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you want more of the... Uh, you know, the, I don't know how to, like the soft side or like the non-technical side of your sport, right? I mean, there's, you know, your program has the best coaches. Everyone's program has the best, right? Right. So, and that's why you chose that program yeah. or you've, you know, you paid for whether it's a local coach or private lessons, things like that. So I think the biggest opportunity is getting some conversations going on some of the like, you know, off field, off court type of conversations, right? You know, how do I talk to my kid who had a bad game? Right. And, you know, as a tournament producer, put that conversation out there. And now you have, you know, dozens, hundreds of teams, all these coaches and parents who are ideally part of your community sharing different tips on, you know, how to talk to your daughter, you know, after she had a a bad game. Right. And what do you say? What do you not say? Like, you know, my first instinct probably would be to talk about it. Hey, what can we do? Like, you know, something like that. But maybe someone else is like, oh, I just shut up and took her for ice cream. That's right. Right? Like, and then, you know, and every kid's different. Every family's different. But, you know, like, eh, maybe I'll just try that next time. I love right? that. Yeah, yeah. Just feed them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, you know, it's like, it depends on the age and things like that. So all these, you know, some of those conversations, I think, where you can get more, you know, people involved. Right? And, you know, as a, a coach, you know, I think everyone wants to develop great athletes. Right? And, again, you're a coach and that's maybe your specialty and you're working with private instructors, but you know, how can we develop these kids as good human beings as well as good athletes, right? There's nothing worse than, you know, hearing about an athlete who's come up and, you know, been a a stud and, you know, gone through the minors, but it's just treating people like crap on the way. 
right? You want them to be good people, and those are the people fans root for. Yeah, right. You know, I totally agree. So I think you know how can we you know get some of those conversations going that are you know not necessarily part of the very specific individual part of the game. I think that's that's a big opportunity for sure. Yeah, definitely. I I totally agree, and I think that's exactly what community is for. Mm -hmm. Right? Is is finding those gaps and and continuing the conversation. Yeah. So what what I really want everyone to do is I I want you to follow our community at Turney Boss. Get in there, facebook.com slash turneyboss, and let's start the conversation. Um, I think it's a super relevant way to to move our industry forward. Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys in terms of what you like, what you don't like, um, where, where your tournament partners and or competitors can be better. Um, and, and maybe they can't be, and that's fine, but we want to talk about it. We want to get ideas from you guys. Um, and we want to share ours. We got lots of good ideas. Um, and, and we're happy to put them out there. So, you know, make sure you get over there. Facebook.com slash tourney boss is a really great spot, um, to find out some stuff that we're posting regularly. Uh, we're trying to engage you guys and, and continue that conversation. So give us a follow, get in there and let's get after it and build that community right now. So I think that's a good spot to, to yeah, tee it off yeah, for, for today, Sean. Um, it's been tournament talk. We're building communities. Let's get out there. And until next time, we'll see you on the flip side. Hey, Tyler Childs here. Just going to put on the old sport travel radio hat here and just remind you to, to get after some of our other pieces of content that are out there. Uh, we've got a, a series of great podcasts, regardless of what you're after. If you're a fantasy baseball player, we got you. If you're a golfer, we got you. If you're a gambler in sports, <laughs> we got you too. So uh, be sure to follow the Sport Travel Radio Network. Uh, everybody on there, uh, get on to sport-travel.com slash sport travel radio, and you'll have access to all of those great pieces of content. 